Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Walking Our Path. In this podcast, I go out on a walk and I share my best ideas, my insights, the things that I find very important. Um, and as I go out on this walk and share, I invite you to join me on this walk, or at least to do something that's active and that's useful and that's not staring at your screen. Because in years and years of creating content for social media, I realized I was contributing to people looking at their screen. And I realized this is not good for my health, not good for your health, and how much more fun would it be if we would go on a walk together. So I hope that you're out on the walk with me. I am walking on a beautiful sunny day. It is actually Christmas Day that I'm recording this. A very joyful day to share some of the ideas uh, and concepts of today with you. Because today I want to talk to you about the division that's going on in the world and the way that social media is playing a role. And I'm not going to make this into a giant philosophical talk. I mainly want to share some of my insights that I had while being away from social media and most digital media in my life for quite a bit this year and what it has taught me about the way that um, people are being divided by media and also how we can find more unity within ourselves and uh, among others around us. So some pretty deep stuff, but I hope to keep it light and practical at some points also. Now, in this August, so I'll start, I'll start with a little bit of a story, my path with, with this. is um, So in this August, it was uh, summer and I had uh, a few weeks where I didn't really have to teach or have to be anywhere in particular. And I had realized that... Um, in the months, especially around the pandemic and all, all the crazy stuff that had gone on, I had realized that I, I had come to find it a little bit more difficult to get a grip on my thoughts. I was noticing that I was thinking more relatively negative thoughts, that I had um, a lot of worries about the state of the world. I was feeling anxious about what's going on, what's going to happen. And uh, I just had this moment where I was like, I need a new perspective. I want to do things differently for a while. And we were going to go on a holiday. And I decided to focus on just spending a lot of time being in the present moment in nature. And as I sat with this and I meditated on it, I started to realize that uh, I spend quite a bit of time on social media every single day. And it's more than I was noticing. And only when I started paying attention to it, I realized how much time I was spending on there. Now, to be fair, I'm not just mindlessly consuming um, because, of course, it's part of my work, part of my business to be on social media. This is, you know, a large part of what I do is sharing my thoughts, sharing my insights, sharing my ideas, sharing practical tools and tips for life. So I was like, well, it's my work. I can't just walk away from that. <laughs> you know. So this was, I think, one of the excuses that kept me in my um, social media addiction. But anyway, at some point, I decided to uh, to kick it, to let it go to uh, spend a lot of time in nature for about a month to go on holiday um, and uh, to use that time to be as free from input as possible. Now, this is really the first thing that I can suggest to anybody to have periods in your life, a day in the week or a weekend out of the month or a week out of the quarter or a month out of the year, whatever it is, make sure that you spend some time completely away from any of the inputs that you normally surround yourself with. Because as I was away from social media, especially Instagram is my main uh, my main thing, as I was away from this, I started to notice that, first of all, I got very calm. There was far less pressure on my mental bandwidth. 
this is a very simple thing that a lot of us realize pretty quickly. Like, yeah, okay, you know, like I check hundreds of notifications and messages from other people. And every time I do this, I think about them, I process them, I have a, an opinion about them, I have a judgment about them. And this is true. You know, we uh, social media is really heavy stimulus, is really intense um, a bit of input that tells us about our social status. That's very basically one of the reasons why it's so addictive, because, you know, as humans, we are have evolved to be hunter-gatherers in small tribes. And in these small tribes, being updated about your direct social uh, surroundings is absolutely vital survival information, right? We should understand that the first survival priority for a human, for the social animal that we are, is social safety. There have been many experiments and many, like, theories and hypotheses that have been really well tested that, that basically prove or show or argue that in uh, times of uh, survival pressure, humans will always choose social over, for example, food or shelter. And then some interesting experiments around this. But the point is that our social status is the most important survival um, information that we have. So think about this. We all think that, you know, if we think about hunter-gatherers, we think about cave people, and we think about these really rugged, intense, tough, alpha male type of dudes who are like the most strongest, most powerful ones, and they're the ones that get the most. Now, this is actually quite inaccurate because if you live in a, in a tribe of 100 or 150 people, and this one macho, alpha, whatever uh, dude uh, tries to be the boss, but everybody thinks or everybody decides that he's just an ass and they kick him out of the village, then... Yeah, this guy's doomed. Like as a as a human, you're completely powerless uh, in in nature by yourself. Right? We're social animals, so our social status is the most important survival kind of input that we can have. And of course, social media is just really intensified, uh, as we as we say in um, in biology, we call this a supranormal stimulus. Like a, it's a it's a natural stimulus, but it's been amplified and intensified to the point where it's no longer natural which gives us a really heavy response to it. And there's a lot of examples of this in nature and behavioral studies of animals where they would take like a natural, for example, um, there's this little fish that responds to the red color on the chest of his competitors, right? So you show them this red color and he starts like really like making himself big and showing that he's a tough guy. And then if you show him a really big red, red dot, he's gonna like exaggerate this behavior until he's completely worn out. <laughs> There's a lot of examples like this. Anyway, so social information is the most important information. We have a very, very high tendency to spend our attention towards social information. And now social media have amplified this into a supernormal stimulus that um, completely messes with our brain chemistry because we want this information more than anything. And now 24 hours per day, we can be updated about this. Right? And this is something that a lot of people know. We understand that you know these devices, these social media platforms, they're basically programmed to hijack our brains and to make us addicted. And it's not all bad, of course, because, you know, the reason that you're listening to this is thanks to social media. The reason that I have been connected with 99% of my audience, it has all been through social media. So I'm eternally grateful for these media that allow me to connect with people all over the world, to find my tribe, for us to find each other, to share our ideas, to find like-minded humans among us. So this is great. This is absolutely great. All right. So this is kind of the basic premise of why social media is so addictive, why it's so intense. But the big thing that I learned beyond this, because I knew all of this, right? 
for a while, like cognitively. But as I started to be away from social media for a longer period of time, for the first time in years, because I'd done like weekends away from it, but hey, what's a weekend? You know, now after six or seven years of constant social media use, constantly posting, I was away from it for, I think, seven or eight weeks. And I started to notice mainly that my view of the world had been shaped by always having this input. So being away from the input that creates, and we usually don't realize this because we're so used to having this input all the time that we don't realize that it creates literally the perception of reality, which means it creates our reality, right? So if you, if you listen to media, if you read the news, and the news tells you that a certain group of people is bad or that a lot of scary stuff is going on in the world, that everything is really unsafe, then you start to look at the world through this filter and you start to see this unsafety or you start to see these so-called bad people everywhere. And this becomes your reality, not just the way you, well, it becomes the way you perceive reality, but as humans, of course, the way you perceive reality is our subjective reality. And this has a huge impact on the quality of our life. Because if you believe all the fear-mongering and all the division that is being portrayed in the media, then that's what you're going to see, and that's the world that you're going to live in. And I've been aware of this for quite a while, but I wasn't that aware of it. Because especially with the pandemic going on, of course, there's different opinions. Uh, it's a very touchy subject, whether you're pro this or anti that, or on this side of the fence or on that side of the fence. And without me actually knowing it, because I, I find myself to be quite an open-minded person and open to other people's opinions, I had started to live in a little bubble with the kind of people that I agree with. And this is how the algorithm works. I started to live in a bubble of people that agree with my specific opinions. And uh, because I don't want to add to the division, I'm not going to share my opinions <laughs> and my views of what's right and wrong on the content level of the pandemic in this podcast, because that's just besides the point. Like the whole point is that that doesn't really matter. Because as I started to simply engage with the world more and more, and I've done, done two uh, big digital detoxes this, uh, this year. Uh, the first one was in the summer, was eight weeks, and the second one was, well, just now, actually, just ended now uh, for Christmas, or right before Christmas, which was, I think, four or six weeks. And both of those times, it had made to me painfully clear that I had started to live in this assumption that... You know, I am right about the things that I believe, and I'm laughing about it because it's always hilarious if we think we're right about the things we believe. You know, I had started to, thanks to this algorithm feeding me uh, this bubble, people that I agree with, I had started to live in this reality where, oh, I have a certain view of things, and this is clearly the right way, which means that other people are clearly wrong. Uh, I had also started to believe in the view of things where, you know, there's a division, where this is right, that's wrong. These people have it right. Those people have it wrong. And especially I was seeing this division because everybody's opinions about this on social media are so incredibly intense. I felt like I was being forced into a position where I have to take a stance and you know, like have to you know, know what you believe and know exactly what you believe about it. And you have to protect it and you have to tell people about it and you have to take an extreme stance and be on one side of the fence and then try to argue with other people on the other side of the fence. And this is what social media had been showing me that this is what people are doing because of course some people are incredibly loud incredibly present on social media they make a lot of noise about what they believe 
But then as I was away from social media and I just started to simply talk to people and connect to people, I started to realize that most people don't have these intense opinions. Most people are just trying to figure this whole situation out, uh, trying to figure out what's right. They're just stumbling along. We're all just stumbling along. Nobody knows what's going on. And it's a very calming sensation to have. And even though I'm all about peace, love, and compassion, and community, and I'm all about opening myself up to others, still I had found that I had started to live in this reality of division simply because that is what I was feeding myself through uh, social media. And I have, from the start of this whole pandemic, and my whole life actually, I've been promoting nuance, open-mindedness, connection with other people, and... I really started to realize that the big, big, big thing, the big difficult thing of this past year or two has been division. It has been believing that other people are somehow wrong or somehow bad, and that the group that you feel that you belong to is somehow good and is somehow right about things. And uh, that this uh, sense of division might just be a giant fucking scam, <laughs> a big illusion. This is really my big insight from the last month, where as I started to just talk to people, I, I realized that this division that is being shown, is being communicated in the media and by social media, isn't really there. And if you talk to people and you just look them in the eye and really aim to connect with them beyond your opinion, beyond what you believe is right and wrong, you will see that this other person on the other end that you're looking at has the exact same desires as you do. Uh, you know, we all want to be safe, to be loved. We all want our loved ones to be safe and to be loved. And we all come from the same core place of what we want for ourselves and for our families. And in that way, and in so many other ways, we are so incredibly connected, right? We are so incredibly connected. And the things that we divide ourselves over, the differences in opinion, whether or not you're vaccinated or how healthy you are, which political group you belong to, these are the most superficial things you could possibly imagine. They are so superficial because if you really sit down and meditate on in which ways and to which degree people are connected, you will see that there's almost like <laughs> infinite ways that we are connected uh, based on our desires, on our, on our wants, you know, on our drives in the world. But even like all the way down to the cores of our atoms, you know, like every atom that your body is built from is born in a star. You know, we're all, we're all made of stardust and universal vibes. And, um, and we're basically waging war and hating each other over something as silly as your opinion about a vaccination. And some people find it even ridiculous that I find that ridiculous. But I believe that uh, this, this division is the last thing that we need right now. So... One big insight for me is that unity is the way forward. We need to connect to others. And over the past two years, I've been mainly connecting to people that I agree with, right? So I've been finding like-minded people, and I've always done this. I've always believed that finding like-minded people that have a similar perspective or at least similar core values as you and spending as much time as possible with these people is one of the most powerful ways to grow and to evolve. And I still believe this way. Surround yourself with the kind of people you want to be. Surround yourself with people that have the same core values, that have a positive outlook on life, that believe in the same things you believe in. This is incredibly, incredibly important to spend most of your time with those people. But at the same time, if you really want connection, or if even beyond connection, if you want unity, you can't select 
right? Selective unity isn't unity. Kind of like, yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want to feel unity, but only with the people that I fully agree with and that make me feel comfortable. So for me, I've really uh, set the intention uh, very clearly to connect more and more, especially with people that I don't agree with, especially with people that the media would portray to be on the other side of the fence. Well, I believe that the fence is a big illusion by, by now, but it took me a while to realize that there is no fence. There are no two sides. There are billions of people. There are billions of desires. There are billions of perspectives. And there are billions of new things to learn every single time you connect to another human. And you really connect to them, especially the ones that you don't agree with. So this is really something that social media has given me. Uh, being away from social media has given me, being on this digital detox, gave me this freedom of perspective that every single person I interacted with had something else to teach me. And if I could just keep myself from being like, oh, but do you agree with this or do you agree with that? Or like, which team are you on? Then I could actually realize that we're all, <laughs> we're all part of team human. You know, we all want a bright future for the world, for ourselves, for our loved ones. And this has really given me a lot of peace of mind uh, on the future of the world. Because I believe that all we need to do is find this unity within ourselves, together with others, and start to connect more and more. So I can absolutely suggest that anybody, uh, every now and then, take some time away from not necessarily social media, but the most regular input that you surround yourself with. Right? So for example, if you spend some time away from the people that you always spend your time with, you will start to see exactly how that input is creating your reality on a day-to-day -day basis. Or if you read certain types of books or listen to certain types of podcasts or you know, uh, watch certain TV shows. It's great, you know, it's wonderful, but at least every now and then take some time to discover who you are without this input. And I think that this is one of the core, core uh, things. And this is identification. Because it's fine to see a division. It's fine to realize that somebody has a different opinion. It's also completely fine to judge people and to be like, yeah, but you're wrong and that's stupid. <laughs> you know, it's very important. If you know your values and you meet somebody that doesn't have the same core values, you can be like, well, I think that's a fucking ridiculous idea and nobody should think that way. <laughs> you know, it's completely, that's a completely legit thing to do. I don't, I don't believe that we all need to you know, evolve into some kind of spiritual enlightenment where we, we don't get upset and we don't get annoyed and we don't protect what we believe is important anymore. But the question is, where lies your point of identification? Do you identify with the part of you that believes it's right? Do you believe that that is you? Do you identify with the role that you have in society? I am this person, so I should be this way. Right? Where do you identify with? And again, there's, there's no perfect place of identification. One thing that has really helped me is to identify more with, for example, the part of me that is observing my opinions and my thoughts and my emotions than with the actual thoughts and emotions and opinions. Right? I try to identify more with the part of me that is forming the opinion than with the opinion itself. And this this is might be a big uh, esoteric concept <laughs> to throw in here, but you know, do you identify with your status? Do you identify with what social media makes you believe you are, or do you identify with something far greater that you also are, which you could call soul or spirit or you know the observer or God or whatever you want to call it? 
And again, like I said, there's there's no um, right or wrong place of identification. I, but I, what I do believe is that the optimum, the ideal situation, is that we are capable of choosing our point of identification. And if you find yourself, or let's talk from the I perspective, if I find myself judging somebody or thinking somebody is any less of a human being than I am because of the way they think, that to me is a sign that I have identified myself with, with my opinion. And with my stance of righteousness, of or being right, or you know, um, or even thinking that I'm better than somebody else because of this ego opinion that I have. And then the next question is: Is this point of identification, is the identification with this opinion actually helping me? Is it giving me more of what I want? Well, if you want unity, if you want to live in love, if you want to live in compassion, then identifying with your opinion and protecting it at all costs, including hating somebody who doesn't agree then that might not be the most helpful thing, right? So one thing that I find very interesting is if you open your social media feed and you look at what Instagram is showing you, well, if you know a little bit about the algorithm and the way that these social media decide what to show you and what not to show you, this algorithm is built on what you have put into the algorithm. So in a way, it's also a reflection. It's, it's a mirroring. And... For example, if there's a lot of things in your feed of people that you don't agree with, it means that you have been responding or reacting and engaging with the things you don't agree with, investing your attention and energy in these things you don't want in your life. And then, of course, the algorithm is going to show you more of that because that's what you've interacted with. So it's actually also a beautiful mirror to show you where you're investing your attention. And whatever you invest your attention in, you get more of. This This is in a practical level, in an esoteric level, but apparently also on a social media level. Because, because if every time you see something you disagree with and you waste or spend, I should say, but I think waste energy and attention in interacting with it and arguing with it, then, you know, the algorithm is just going to show you more of that. And it's actually a really funny mirror to be like, ah, apparently this is what I send out into the world because this is what I'm getting back. <laughs> so yeah these are some of the lessons that i've learned from uh being on social media and then being away from it for a while so the question is really what is your relationship with your social media what is your relationship with your opinions where do you identify which part of your life of yourself do you identify with most and how is the input that you are selecting that you are allowing into your uh, space into your life how is that forming your view of reality and is this really the way you want to look at things? And if you find yourself seeing a great divide, seeing a lot of hate, seeing a gloomy future, um, worrying about the state of the world, feeling anxious, believing that there's others out there trying to harm you or hurt you, if you, if you believe things like this, if you live on this frequency, it might be a very good moment to detach yourself, to remove yourself from the input that you have been surrounding yourself with and to really study whether this is still serving you all right well thank you so much for uh, listening to my rambling about these topics i certainly had fun uh, walking outside and talking to you it was a beautiful sunny day out here and i hope you had a wonderful day and a wonderful walk if you have anything you'd like to share based on uh, the things that i said in this podcast or if you have any questions or any uh, requests on what you would like me to speak to in this podcast in future episodes then by all means send us an email hello at mindlift.com and as much as i can i will try to answer your questions or uh, fulfill the requests 
So with that, I wish you a wonderful day and I hope to uh, see you in real life at some point very soon at one of our events or workshops. Check out breathworkmasterclass.com to learn more about our coaches certification and I wish you a wonderful day. Hopefully until soon. Peace out.